bit of fizz in there is coming from the headphones. I think you've got shite headphones, I mate. They're old, man. I'm only messing you up. For like 30 quid or something, so. Ah, they're actually, these jokes are only 60 quid jokes as well. Yeah. So, see, it's not. It's not oh, no, the headphones weren't 30 quid. The whole set was 30 quid. Oh, fuck, right, yeah. okay. Yeah. Hello there, and you're very welcome to episode 34 of Higher Fidelity. 34, would you believe? Now, nothing very significant about that episode number, except for the fact that the digits are sequential. Three and four. <laughs> not, not since the riotous times of episode 23, oh. or the joyous occasion of episode 12, have we seen such an occurrence. I think that's my favourite boring fact of the day. <laughs> <laughs> that the fact that 34 exists. <laughs> but anyway, we have... The honour and privilege, and I believe first instance of a get, get the feet up there. Yeah, I just have to kick off the shoes there, may as well. <laughs> only finished work. <laughs> Literally only finished work. We have the honour, and we'll get to that in a second, we have the honour and privilege, and I think the first instance of a guest enjoying gainful employment. Oh, now, now tell, yeah. tell me this now, and tell me no more. <laughs> Do you, we we'll get to the particulars of the position in a moment, you work full time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck actually full time. That's gas. Like Monday to Friday. 10 till 6 just because 9 to 5 would be a little bit too fucking normal bit too cliche for you yeah. you know? but that's the, you're definitely 100% far away the first guest on the programme that isn't part time or wasting their time it's a fair play to me yeah, fair play to me <laughs> we have Ty Williams here on the podcast with Hello. us uh, and you work for the esteemed crowd Hot Press I do why don't you give us the rundown of what you do for them um, bar everything so my, my title is Marketing Executive now I haven't any marketing experience at all whatsoever. I've heard this. I've heard yeah. you. You literally tied the club from what I know. You can tell them yourself. But I, I heard Ty walked in and went, "Hello, I have a degree. Nothing to do with this. Can I have a job, please?" Kind of, basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I. It was a fairly grueling interview process. In fairness, I did like three interviews before I got. I was actually offered the job. Well, two and a half interviews. The last interview was kind of like. We're, we're giving you the job, but we want to talk to you a little bit more. Before, about it, yeah. yeah. about it. Yeah, no, I suppose. I, I, I'd i done so much in terms of, like, I'd, I'd worked in a radio station before. Um, was it Q, I was in Q102. What, what was no, it? Beat, Beat 102. Oh, Beat 102. Okay, yeah. I was, I was like the, my 102s mixed up. Yeah, I worked I worked there. I worked in the Irish music show there um, for a little while when I was younger. And uh, then through college, I'd done a, I'd run a few gigs and things like this. And um, I run a thing in Waterford every Christmas called Busgade. So I suppose... Although I don't have any educational experience in marketing or whatever, I'd done enough things in the past that had an element of marketing in it. Yeah, and also, you've obviously, you're a musician as well. On well, top there's of that. that as well, yeah. yeah well, like, that, that, that's what I would have known you as first yeah. was, guy who plays music. Well, not like, guy, I went not in guy there. who manages massive... For anyone who doesn't know internationally as well, Hot Press is... The, and I'm not blowing smoke up our tags, arse here. I've, I've long said it for years. Prime, prime esteem, best Irish music one of up there with rock magazines in general. Anyway, yeah. has had its fair share of historical moments that have echoed around the world. If you Google music magazines, Hot Press is like one of the top five yeah. results, and rightly so. It's yeah. a great magazine. It's as like I said, it's had moments in its own in its own iconic covers and articles and essays and all that that have echoed around the world. It is that it is that good. It's had legendary writers, legendary it was interviews. An interview with Jerry Adams in Hot Press that started the peace process. 
Did you know that? Fair fucks. There you go. Amazing. And yeah. the hot press, the first eight issues of hot press were printed in Cavan. That's right. Uh, in the Angular Celt, which is my family's uh, business. Uh, and Niall Stokes took time to tell me that Vincent Walsh fucked him on the cover because he printed them all in black and white. <laughs> but I think they're the iconic looking that covers. That ended up being iconic, yeah. yeah they look great. And yeah. we were, oh yeah, and so t- the last week, it was, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the start anyway. Mm. As far back as we go, Tyke, we first met at the University of Limerick, wasn't it? Oh, we did, yeah. The Cycle Against Suicide, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a Cycle Against Suicide conference in UL. I was asked by my school to go down to be one of the school's ambassadors or something for it. And were you still in secondary school at the time? I was, yeah, yeah. I was in fifth year, maybe, I think. Fifth year, yeah. Yeah, I was 17 turning 18. I was in fifth year. Um, I I, I was a little bit delayed going through school. I was involved in Cycle Against Suicide in school. I had my own troubles with my own mental health and stuff over the years. So um, I got involved in that and the school sent me up to this. And it was great because there was like a little green room type area and all that. I remember it well, yeah. Yeah, and I, I went up and I thought, oh, this is class. And the next thing I heard, the stripes were playing. I, I fucking love the stripes. <laughs> That's why um, I brought you on. Yeah, and then um, I was standing, working away in the free food and I turned around and there you were and two of us just started chatting as far as I remember. I think that was what yeah. I was, yeah. Because I, I the, the things I remember most about that day was the soundtrack being weird. Uh, like as because it was a very it was a big stage and it was in a massive auditorium. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. and we met Dustin the Turkey for the first time. Yeah, that day. I met Dustin the Turkey that day. It was the most disappointing moment of my life. Was seeing the guy underneath the table? No, it wasn't even that. It was seeing Dustin th- in a box, lying in a box <laughs> without moving. He was a resting man. Like, it's fine. It was like watching one of your childhood heroes in a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrific. But no, I remember I tried to get that, and then. Next time I saw you then was at, you came to our gig in, uh, in Waterford. Waterford. Yeah. So I, I keep forgetting the name of the venue. I keep going to say Debarra's or whatever it was, but it was the, not the, the White The Rage. The Rage. The Rage, which hasn't operated as a venue much at all. We were that bad. No, <laughs> no it just, it hasn't been a venue really. Um, like they have a nice venue in the there. setup being nice. Like yeah, it's a nice yeah. setup, but they don't use it for much, you know. Okay. They use it like, I think it's more of a nightclub than anything else. Right, right fair enough. Yeah, I, I would have been friendly with uh, David who was playing support. Uh, David Keenan, supporting us, yeah. Um, and I'd organised to meet David at the gig. So, uh, and then, then I was sitting waiting for you to come in or something. I was in, in the bar and I'd said I'd meet David at six o'clock or something. Thought, yeah, yeah. You were coming back after having food or whatever. Like that, one of the it. rare times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of a case of like, not yourself. You're, 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 you're man, you, you, this yeah. guy uh, with the name. Uh, I'm a, was, such a cunt yeah. for that. I'm <laughs> such a bastard for being like, well, yeah, <laughs> in fairness, I was the same as well. And then it happened about three years later again, <laughs> or Actually, however long saying, later I, it was. Wasn't it a Gemma's Sugar Coat Sessions? No, I bumped into you. Bumped into you in Stevens Green one day. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. Steve Green, I call it because I'm cool. Steve Green. Um, fuck, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, I saw you sitting in the grass and I was like, oh, that guy's sick. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I went, I'll go over and say hello. And I was like, where are you, stranger? And you were like, oh, well. And the two of us went, eh. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I can't remember why I even had the fucking, like, I, just, I saw you and I was like, oh, I remember him. He was a nice guy. I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> One of these good. I was feeling particularly outgoing that Fair day. Play, yeah. But no, I remember that. But then the most recent time I've been, or the most recent, as in like the, the biggest. Come back to it was at the launch of Gemma Cox's Sugar Coat Sessions. Yes, you yeah, were involved. Yeah. You were running the stage for that. Was it, what, what was your capacity in that? I wasn't involved in that at all. I was no, just I, there as a punter. <laughs> but then, there was another grand social night that I'm mixing up with them, where you were like you were on stage announcing something. What was that? That was that no, a Trinity night. You, that was a Trinity night in Whelan's. 
yeah, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. So that's what we're chatting at that. Okay, yeah. right, fair enough. Yeah. No, yeah, so it was a launch of Gemma Cox. Can you remember that? The Sugar Code Sessions at that. We met you there at that. Was that the time we ended up then? So, like, we... I remember there was a whole big gang of us from the Sugar Code, as in Gemma, Gemma's gang and Last Apollo's gang and all that were all there yeah. at that. And we all went over to Workman's afterwards. We did. And... All, everyone seemed to be uh, in the room shifting and then me and you were at a barrel telling jokes for about yeah. two hours. <laughs> we were like, could we leave them to it? Trading Trade. jokes. It was yeah. crack. Yeah. I didn't know everybody was shifting that night. Uh, no, well, just not not them, not like our gang, just like oh, right. just seeing that okay. entire room oh, just seemed yeah. to be shifting. Uh, to be honest, I'm so oblivious to most things. Our gang could known. have all been yeah. inside shifting and I wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> yeah. Like You could have told me about six months later, did you hear so-so and so-so got together that night? Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, well, huh? so, no, the thing was, me and you were too busy swapping our tight yeah. fives for our comedy <laughs> sets at the Cherry Club comedy, anyway. So, no, what I have the exact same pint of harp and I have the exact same amount of water in thing on my bedside at home right now. That's fucked. So, there's a pint Where of harp. Did I, get that? I got that in Jackie's down on Francis Street. I robbed, robbed that pint glass See, out of there. We, now, I don't condone robbing pint glasses usually, but that's such a lovely looking pint glass. This thing, so I had to rob it. I, were coming back, I was coming back from a beach. Uh, with my friend Joe who you've met and we'd been out all night the night before and we'd lost a few good men and a few good women that night and it was just the two of us left standing and we said right well for the sake of them we better pour one out so we went we were to come back in the town we're like right we're so fucking fucked we need to just go to fucking bed like this is a mess and then we're like ah but it's four o'clock and it's bright though so we went to pay back a few pints there I got a bit of grub and like right a bit of food and we go home and then we were like did the grub actually helped so we're like right we'll get another pint for grand and we went to is oh no, just off of Connell Bridge um, a pub on the corner I think it's like a gab pub like a GAA pub or whatever it was. It's a really skinny little pub. But we went in there and I we got two pints of harp and two shots and we sat there in the back, mangled, and we couldn't finish the pint of harp. So we went to the toilet and just bunged them and then just fucked them in the jackets and left with them. As I get, it's, a reminder, it's a reminder of the lovely pint glasses it is. The design is great, but it's also a reminder of how rotten I felt and how disgusting yeah. the pint was. It's it was hot, like it came out of the tap hot. I don't know oh what they done to it. Like oh, yeah. nasty. <laughs> I always I, I, I always liked harp because I always found it quite a crisp pint. Yeah. It just it's refreshing. You know, it's a real summer lag. Yeah, no fair. Well, that, yeah, exactly. But uh what was it in Yeah, so then okay, so since Sugar Coat Sessions, uh we're now in a band together, which is a bit of fun. Uh well, it hasn't had a rehearsal yet. <laughs> no, and it's already lost him, it's already a man down. <laughs> yeah. But uh we then you also you you run the jam sandwich sessions out in which I've talked we've talked about in the podcast before uh, the jam sandwich acoustic sessions out in Mother Riley's uh, every Wednesday so far the last was it like three or four months now I, I we started it back in May yeah fair so enough about, yeah. Like but three, I, I've three frequented months. it frequented two or three times and it's always been a great laugh there was the one a few weeks ago I talked about it with Lucy on the episode that she was on with like Jack Joyce and Ryan and all of them there's yeah. been twelve oh, that was great crack that night that was brilliant yeah, 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 yeah. really good fun yeah. the last one was a good crack as well rare gang of people like the last one yeah, the one it's, outside. It's, it's, a, it's a weird. So we've started to get like it's it's starting to build its regulars a little bit, you know. Nice, yeah. Um, and there's some there's a guy that comes in, Aiden, and he is some every folk song under the sun. Is Aiden the banjo player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's every folk song under the sun, and he's a great performer. There's another guy, Colin, that comes in, and and Colin is he he'll sing the odd song every now and again, but he, the reason he came in was because he's quite a shy performer and he wanted to gain gain a little bit of confidence. Right. Um. So he sings the odd song every now and again, and even his confidence has gone through the roof since he started coming. Well, in. I, I will say you, you know you do a good job of creating a very easy circle. Where it's like play whatever you want. It's grand. That's, That's the whole point of it. So what I like as well as you're because you run it, but you're also you're like your first man going. Well, I'll play the song first to get it going something as well. Because I know there's some sessions have gone to where someone's like right where you go. And you're like yeah, we're just here cold. Like, the, the reason I started it was when I was living in Waterford 
there, there's a pub in Waterford called Jordan's and Jordan's is a, a centre of the arts and culture in Waterford and politics and sociology and psychology and psych- psychotherapy yeah. and every, you know it's it's a, it's one of these real melting pots of 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 the arts I suppose in Waterford mm. where everybody just ends up in there chatting away and talking um, and every Tuesday night they used to have a session in Jordan's down the back and it was just come along play whatever you want exactly, yeah. it doesn't matter how good you are it doesn't matter how bad you are sit in sing a song play a tune whatever you want to play it's not necessarily a certain genre of music if you want to sing a Bruce Springsteen song sing a Bruce Springsteen song if you want to sing a, a fucking Luke Kelly song sing a Luke Kelly song if you want to sing a Sharon Van Etten song sing a Sharon well, Van Etten yeah, song well, the few you times know? we've been down it's been great it's been kind of like as I say you, you, you would start with like you do like Fishman's Blues one mm. of those kind of classes and then I end up doing like a fucking Nick Lowe song or like the Tremolos yeah. it's very free and again it's, what the nice thing is about it, the kind of gang that go down it's like oh, if anyone knows a bit of a chorus or like they'll twiddle along or something yeah. you've handed me a mandolin and going right there you go and I'll just be going and yeah. pick away <laughs> and once you find two or three notes you're like grand okay sure I'll get yeah. through the track and that yeah. like it's a great bit of crack yeah. but no that's been kind of fun as well and um, I so while you've been revamping the marketing of Hot Press and doing very important cultural work <laughs> I've been deaf in my left ear for the whole last week uh, because I have your drops yeah it's not what it I, were I have them oh, yeah. I've been I looking actually, for I them I meant to give them to you at the weekend <laughs> I totally forgot I have your drops <laughs> I've been fucking looking for them no so again my I, I very very waxy ears folks I had to get a bit too TMI on the pod for you but uh, um my, I would wake up every few weeks and I would feel my ear be full and I'd sit up and then the gravity would like pull it down and the ear canal would open. And I would go, that's definitely a problem that'll just go away on its own. Uh, and then like Wednesday or Thursday of last week, I woke up and could not hear out of my left ear at all. And I had an ear infection in the right ear two weeks prior. Yeah, I hadn't been able to hear the whole fucking time and was just walking around. I was hearing the world in mono. I was hearing the universe in mono. That's all I was getting. It was the George Martin fucking way. And then... It's a bit like when you listen to the Beatles stereo remasters with like one headphone off. I was just hearing half of everything, like hearing tambourines and guitars but no drums, yeah. like mess. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to get my ears syringed today and I had that horrible thing where a medical professional is just winging away doing his bits. Like we just sticks the yoke in your ear and blows air and water. And, yeah, 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 yeah. and after about half an hour or so, me and... Winging pu- away, by the way, is an excellent... Winging away. That, that's an excellent <laughs> verb like to use for that, for that particular treatment. He was <laughs> winging away. But me and poor Paul, uh, the ear suction specialist that was there, uh, we hadn't we'd uh, decided 10 minutes in we're like right we're just, this isn't like a talking appointment it's like get in fuck your ear and get out sort yeah, of thing yeah, right yeah. but 20 minutes in the first thing he said well, we got me sat down we had the pleasantries and all kind of ground but I had that thing where like when you want a medic when you confuse a medical professional where he was like whacking away for ages and nothing was happening and I could just feel loads of pressure in my ear nothing coming out and it was like a little tube pulling water right and occasionally it'd be like a little it'd be a blockage and then a load of fucking wax come out and hit this little bowl of water or whatever um, after a while he just went what the fuck and I was like, that's, you don't want to ever confuse a medical professional. And um, he kept having to like, empty the mug out, empty the little bucket that the water was going into with the wax, which was now getting kind of brownie looking with the bits of wax that were coming yeah. He'd empty that twice and come back. And he, one time he put the, the cup back down and was like, right, here we go, third time lucky, or whatever, whatever the fuck thing it was. And he was getting a bit thick. And I was a bit like, it's not my fault that this is full of fucking wax. He was going, kept going, wherever, like I was feeling no move in the blockage. And he was like, right, we'll give that ear a rest and we'll go for the right one, right? And then he put the little light in my ear and he went, oh, here. This ear was in shit as well. And he was like, how have you been here? And I was like... And you said, what? What, exactly. 
Jeez, he just wouldn't stop talking. He was uh, bending the ear of me. <laughs> no, but it was horrible. Uh, I was really hoping that you weren't going to tell all that story just for that punchline. <laughs> I actually thought of that off the dome on the way halfway to that story. But literally, that was it. And then fucking he was like, right, you're going to have to come back again. And I was like, right. So don't even, I still, my ears are fucked. Like, I don't even know why I have these headphones oh, on. Like, it's a mess. My balance is open off. People in work. Uh, customers haven't known what I've... Like, I, well, if someone's to the left of me, it's very hard for me to hear them. Like, yeah. it's really fucking weird. But in other funnier news, um, I was at a gig in Unshaw two weeks ago. I don't know if I was telling you this, but oh, I was telling you audience. about this. Yeah, 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 this mad little <sighs> upstairs venue in Unshaw where the dressing room was an old kitchen. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And we found a creative bulmer from 2019. Yes. But your cider doesn't really go off, so we yeah. scrammed that. Drink responsibly. Drink. Oh, Diage- this is sponsored by Diageo, by the way. I don't know how, we, we both looked at the little thing. Like, what, what <laughs> we, both looked, we both looked at the little mode and be like, okay, everyone be careful. It's a bit like when I was younger, I used to think that you know, like the heat, the heat lines in the back window of a car. Yeah. I thought the bands were playing on that bit when the radio was on. Do that thing where you just make an assumption. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at this little black yeah. Zoom thing being like, yes, the audience are in there. Yeah. You know? But, um, Hello. Exactly. Yes, yeah, so was at this gig and the Cardinals are playing upstairs and unshot. It's a crappy little attic venue. The sound is terrible. Everyone knows it and that's kind of why it's like a fiver initially that. Um, and we go in and the support band who, I don't think they said their name. They might even have had one. I don't know. But I've never seen gear go to shit for a band quicker. They didn't even get through their support set. Cymbals were fucking falling off. Bass drums were breaking. Bass drum skins were breaking, sorry. Amps were crackling. Strings were breaking. Everything going to fucking pot for the lads. I have uh, a story like that that I'll tell you when you're finished your story. Classy, I can't wait. Um, and the singer, the, I remember the guitarist got like behind the amp. And sort of came back. The singer looking over expectantly at him to come up and be like, I fixed it, the gig shall continue, we're going to be massive. Uh, and the guitarist kind of stood back up and gave him like a little sort of thing and the singer got so irate he hopped on the mic and roared to the six people who were there fuck off peace and love rock and roll and was out the building and no one saw me that was it I was like, that's the greatest that's end, a, best end I've ever heard of you leave life. a gig that's how you leave a gig it's like all three human emotions and states all in one fuck off peace, peace and, and love, love rock, rock and roll, roll. <laughs> that should be on the front cover of the next hot press issue. Exactly. Niall Stokes, if you're listening. There's <laughs> <laughs> a picture of Peter O'Hanlon. Fuck off, peace, peace and, and love, love, rock and roll. roll. Elvis Costello. That's a very Elvis Costello line, isn't it? It is a bit, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds like something he'd say. He's a grumpy bollocks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's, the, what's this gig you were talking about? Oh, I was I played a gig with um, The Stunning down in Cork back in December. I think I was telling you about this before. This the second time you brought up Steve Wall yeah. in the last two weeks. Okay. <laughs> I, th- I think I, I've told you this story too in the last two weeks that's what it is um, and I it was down in this gorgeous little church in Ballycotton Sea Church in Ballycotton it's a beautiful new venue um, the lads down there are doing some work on it and they're getting a load of acts down there um, it's really good and they're selling out gigs left right and centre it's amazing um, it's this lovely little centre of music in East Cork it's fucking brilliant and um, anyways my first play- first time playing in the venue first time playing with Steve and Joe Wall very excited I was going okay this this gig is going to be fucking massive this is going to be really good so I, I sound check went really well I was really looking forward to it just so you acoustically just me acoustic yeah 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 um, and I got up on stage and I'm like okay right, right I'm ready to go and strum the acoustic guitar not a sound out of the PA oh. not a fucking sound don't know what happened it was working perfectly during the, the, the sound check nothing just kept strumming and I was looking up at the sound, the sound engineer as if to go uh, <laughs> I love the desperation of and, and and the sound engineer just looked at me and went uh, no <laughs> <laughs> so I went right so I unplugged the guitar I stood out in the front of the stage oh, nice. and I busked the first song to the room 
um, and it worked really well. And as I was doing this, the sound engineer was behind me setting up another microphone that I could play the acoustic into. into. Okay. Um, so that was grand. So that went down well. Then there, I, I kind of I said to myself, okay, the rest of the song, the rest of most of the set now is on the electric guitar. I play a little bit on the electric guitar when I'm playing solo, and I went, okay, this will be fine. So I pulled out the electric guitar, um, and I started playing my hit single, Father's Clouds. Right, Father's uh, Clouds. Father's Clouds. Yeah, it's my my first single. It's the one with the most listens on Spotify. Lovely. That's why it's the hit single. Yeah. And and it uh and halfway through the song, this noise just came out of the amp and it wouldn't oh. stop. It was like something that blown or something died or it just it was just white noise. Shh. the amp and I went, oh no, I had to run over and yank the cable out of it, and I just kind of stood there and I went bollocks what do I do now and I just started singing acapella ah. I just from from where I stopped I just started singing acapella and I picked up the acoustic guitar and I was just tuning the acoustic guitar as I was singing the rest of this song acapella and people went fucking nuts <laughs> all around yeah. I love it. Definitely, those people in the crowd being like, "This lad's having a fucking yeah, mare." Yeah, Jesus. exactly. It was a real off. Fair play. I know we have for whacking. Yeah, yeah, well, again, yeah, at least you didn't yeah. do the old fuck off piece in love rock and roll. Yeah, out yeah, the gap, yeah. like you're. But right. I kept going. I got to the end of the gig. Was that the show? Must go on. Yeah, the show must go on. But it was. Oh Christ! That was that was the worst gig experience I've ever had. Really? In terms of equipment, definitely. No, we were fucking horrible. We had, I had one. We were peddling a, co- a festival in a cork, and. Uh, we were on re- one of those ones where like Irish festivals where it was on at like midnight we were on mad lit so all the other bands had kind of gone or most of them had left anyway yeah. by the time we went on but I, we were getting to the halfway to the set and it never happened to me before in my life I just like was playing the bass and I hit the E and like a, like a guitar string break and it's kind of a bit shocking a bass string break and can like take out your eye it broke down at the nut here and just flew past my face and um. I was like, fuck, I've got no E on the bass, which is a bit of a crucial string for it. Like, going down to three, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And uh, our driver at the time, Jerry Lang, who's a legend, I just saw him immediately see the string go, and he was immediately legging it down the stairs. And I could tell by the run on him that it was a run where he was going to ask someone for a bass. Don't even yeah, tell yeah. when a run with purpose, and I knew yeah, like, this lad's yeah, not going yeah, for like yeah. a shite. He's yeah. going to get me a guitar. Yeah. We, I managed to continue. The, 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 the song we were playing was like an A or whatever. And uh, so it was fine. Got to the end of the track, and I hear a roar of like, Pete! And I look over and Jerry, Jerry stood there at the side of the stage with this massive white left-handed precision. I was like, fuck, Jerry, I can't do that. I'd rather play with three strings and play like upside down. I wouldn't yeah, be able to do that yeah, at yeah. all. So I was like, ah, it's grand. I'll just fucking whack away and just had to do it as, as it was. It wasn't too bad. We had a similar job at that gig in Whelan's that you were talking about earlier on that I was emceeing or whatever. Yeah. Um, where one of the bands that was playing, really good band called Glass Gallery, who don't have anything released as of yet. Uh, but fucking I've seen them a few times though they're excellent really really good uh, they're like a mixture between Rex, Rex Orange County and the Strokes or something like, okay. you know, pretty cool um, Strokes Orange County Strokes uh, Rex Orange Stroke <laughs> halfway through the second song I was standing side stage with them before I brought them on I was like oh lads the night's going really really well like nothing's gone wrong yet it's fantastic next thing halfway through their first or second song one of the electric guitar- electric guitarists lead guitarists is one of his strings broke and ah oh, bollocks and I was kind of going, uh, and, and as if to kind of go, how is he going to fix this? What's the story? And he was kind of looking at me going, can you help me? <laughs> and I was like, okay, right, right, right. And I, was, I ran off then looking for a spare guitar. Yeah. Um, and I found one. And I went running back side stage. And I was like, hey, guitar. And he went, I'm left-handed. Oh, <laughs> I was I like, oh, So I ran back, go, anybody have a spare guitar string? Got a spare guitar string. Brought it back down. He ran off stage after that song. And two of us stood over the guitar and both of us looked at each other and I went, 
Have you ever changed the strings in this guitar before? No. Uh, I don't know how this works. <laughs> we never knew how to change shy. the strings on the particular model that he had. had yeah, the really guitar. Neither of us knew how to change the strings on it. So we had to get Nisha May from oh, Last Nisha Apollo. Yeah. He ran down and he gave us a hand and, and, and changed the string and eventually he got back going. And it was such a moment of relief that as he came back onto the stage, plug, he came back on the stage, plugged in and just ripped into a solo straight away in the middle of a song. Savage. It was brilliant. But we both came back out onto stage together and I, <laughs> there's photos of me coming off side stage like in front of the band going, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I had one where I was off, uh, I did a bit of tour managing for that band, Dame Matrona, and like just basic tech oh, yeah. and things like that as well. Yeah. But we were on a, fucking cruise from Stockholm to Norway they were playing this heavy metal cruise oh, heavy metal cruise that's the most Scandinavian thing I've ever heard yeah. in my life and they got this pair down to ever playing drums and they asked me to do it and I was like great fair I'll go on a boat I'd never been on a boat this size before it had 15 floors on it Jesus Christ it was Christ. called the Cinderella it was fucking huge it had two helicopter landing segments on top of it like do you know what I mean Jesus like it was insane but we got there anyway and girl, we were sound checking and the stage was the front bow of the boat I guess and uh, it was a bit it, lo- it looked a bit like for all the world it looked like the academy it, had yeah, the, it was like yeah. lots of steel line stuff and then two levels and things like that and um, the curtain was closed and we were setting up anyway and then Molly the guitarist was like eh, Pete something wrong with this guitar and I went over and I was plugging the lead in and out and I was like I don't fucking know so uh, I just did what I've seen people would do like I have no clue the electronics the innards of a guitar at all it could all be jelly babies I have no idea and I was like, right, well, I've seen people have trouble with the input and then just take the input out, so I'll do that. So I just took it out, so unscrewed it uh, very professionally with a steel plaque, or like, with like a one millimetre plaque that it had. Took it off, pretended to look into it, assumed all the soldering was correct. It was all steel bits stuck together, so I assumed that was fine. Um, and I was a bit like, God, there's no, we didn't bring a spare. They weren't, they weren't, they're not a band for bringing spares. Uh, and I was like, fuck, there's no, like, the other guitars were like eternal hell cracks, fucking Ibanez, fuckboy yeah. yokes. And I was like, oh, I don't get, I don't fancy asking the big burly heavy metal lads if we yeah. can borrow their guitar. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, right, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I just jammed it back in. I just stuck the lead into the input and then jiggled around until it made a noise. I was like, right. And just like taped that to fuck around it. I was like, right, just don't, I was like, don't touch that. Uh, it should be fine. She's like, oh, brilliant. Okay, fair play to you, Savage, Granica, cool. And I was like, fucking not my problem. Like, it's, I, she knows more about guitars than I do. At least it's fixed now and it's sorted. And then after the gig, we were just walking in the hallway. And Molly was like, what would you have done now if that hadn't worked? And I was like, what would you have done? Like, I'm not here as a fucking tech. Like, I just jammed that fucking thing back. And I had no fucking clue. But we had an absolute nightmare once. We were playing, the Stripes were playing a New Year's show in the INEC in Killarney. And the bill was class. It was... I think it was. I think it could have been the stunning as well, actually. And like the saw doctors were on, and there was a little whole bill of bands, and we were at the top of the bill. And we were like, "Oh, we're headlining this." This is before our first album cuts. We were like, "We're fucking big boys." No album out yet, and we're fucking headlining all these cunts. Class. <laughs> it was only once we were going on stage at three thirty in the morning that we realised, oh, we were given the graveyard slot. Oh yeah. The yeah, saw yeah, doctors yeah. were headlining, yeah. and we were playing as everyone was leaving. Yeah. But as we were doing so, I remember the, the stage manager being like, "Got a whole vintage backline here for his lads." Fucking oh, deadly ground. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Big AC30 that Josh was playing into really like the foam, the felt at the front was fucked off. It looked great, yeah. But through the course of the night, because obviously I think all the bands used, I'm not sure what the story was. There obviously had been drinks spilt on it or something. Parped out ten minutes into the set, we had a half hour set, whatever it was. I'm myself and Evan just played our set, just bass and drums and Ross sang, and that was it. And Josh just pretended every now and then to get like a spot out of the amp, whatever it was. We just had to just go through. No one gave a Tupney yeah, as well. No, that hour the morning, like, I'd say people didn't really care. They wouldn't have noticed exactly. They're too busy walking away to give a shout. Mental, Jesus, that's 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 intense. Yeah, but anyway, 
all that aside, gig nightmares aside, and we've also had good gigs. I should I should warn people that we actually have like, done gigs where gigs have gone well. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. But um, we're going to kick into the segments now. And normally when we do these segments, uh, people kind of find out, I've discovered since we're, since we're just the five of us in the band doing it, um, we almost used to do this thing where we would do like a quote from like a film or just a guy just that we liked before we introduced the segment. I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it's a thing. Um, but we're going to do Sonic Seconds first. And seeing as it's your first time on the podcast, also, I just want to do a little half hour check. And are you enjoying yourself on the podcast I am, so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delighted to have it's you. It's a little chat, like. So, the first segment is Sonic Seconds. Yeah. I'm not going to sing or describe Sonic Seconds. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play it. Okay, brilliant. Okay, great. No, that's what you're going to do. Cute but little music box. Oh, that amazing. I have. Okay, well, before that, we're going to we're going to introduce the segment first. So, okay. have, you, have you got a quote to mind from like a favorite film or something? And then all you do is say the quote and then go, This is Sonic Seconds. Because you haven't even heard the jingles yet. Oh, you're not going to hear the jingles until this episode goes out. A, a movie fun. quote. Movie quote. Just something you like. Or even like a film quote, about, like a band quote, whatever you feel. Like. Just something. Oh. Uh, I'm really bad for quotes on the spot, man. <laughs> I'm really I can't even remember remember my own lyrics most of the time. Uh, uh, um, a, a Spanish boy who was allowed to smoke cigars. <laughs> this is Sonic Seconds. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, yes, you're very welcome to This is Sonic Seconds, where we talk about two or three seconds from a track that just makes the song for us. What is that from? What's that quote from? That's from uh, Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man by James Joyce. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, that's the classiest one we've ever had. Because <laughs> normally, normally me and Becky are like quoting Mary-Kate Nashley and Doctor Who. Like. I haven't even read the full fucking book. I, I read about three chapters of the book and I'm I'm one of these, when I write my own songs, I'm one of these people, like I always delve into like two or three books and I mightn't actually read the full book. I yeah. might just read the first few chapters. But, I always kind of go towards authors with that have fantastic use of language or fantastic descriptive things, or, or you know, Fair. like I love, um, I, I love Joseph O'Connor. Um, he's one of my favorite authors of all time. I think he's fucking incredible. Um, but there's certain quotes like that from James Joyce, Joseph O'Connor, those kind of authors, Kevin Barry, that would stick out in your head. You know, Roddy Doyle yeah. as well. Like you know, no, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why that. I'm just kind of. I was looking around my room and I saw my bookshelf, and that was just the first thing that popped into my head. No, rightly so. Deadly right. So your Sonic Seconds is actually coming physically from a music box. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to say it. I'm just going to play it. That's lovely. What is that? That is Cole's Corner by Richard, Richard Hawley. Hawley. That's one of the most tender things I've ever heard yeah. in my life. Isn't it beautiful? This is um this actually my friend Anna, Anna Jordan gave me this as a present. I'm a huge Richard Hawley fan. Yeah. Richard Hawley is Incredible. one of my, my heroes. I love him. He came um, to a gig of ours in Sheffield that we played once. He came in on. Yeah, he was so fucking lovely. Oh, he seems like such a dead on fella. He, he also has really one of the biggest sound. guitar collections apparently in the world. This I heard, I heard this, yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't bring it with him, the bollocks. <laughs> but he um he did he started doing this thing a few years ago. Um it's a line of merch where he just releases songs as little these little gorgeous little music boxes. Amazing. Um and Anna bought me the first one that came out, which is Cole's Corner. Now, Cole's Corner is my favourite Richard Hawley album anyway. Oh, But that's, that's the, the first song on it. 
and it's this beautiful or like the the orchestration and the songs are just fucking fucking incredible and it's the first like if somebody handed you a Richard Hawley album and said go off and listen to this and the first thing you heard was loads of violins going it's just it, it it's fucking beautiful it's absolutely incredible amazing no, it's lovely yeah. w- well presented as well fair play to you Jeez, thank you give me a James Joyce quote and then go straight into Cole's <laughs> Corner Richard Hawley from a music box we've ascended to new levels of class here folks like I said me and Becky are normally like intro with like fucking Mary Kate Nashley quotes and then going into like this Cheetah Girl song is great I have two more of those music boxes for a couple of other ones I think the streets tonight the streets are our hours are one of them okay uh, I don't have my glasses on. I can't see what the other one That's is. Right. I haven't sitting over there. But he's released another one now as well, which I'm waiting until I have money again to purchase. <laughs> my Sonic Seconds comes from... Open Up Your Door is the other one I have. Sorry. Oh, yeah, nice. look in there. Tonight the streets of ours open up your door and, and, and close the corner. I love the design of the boxes. They're so amazing. Oh, they're beautiful. They're like kind of um, like fairground type. I don't know, like 1930s fairground type design yeah, yeah, them, you know? Even the lyrics, man, like, like he, has, he, he has two lines in the back of this music box. I'm going downtown where there's music and going where voices fill the air. It, like, it's just, it, they're, they're simple lines, but they're yeah. so, you kind of, the way he sings them in that song in particular, you just kind of feel like you're you're in this town with him. You feel like you're with him everywhere, like, you know? Amazing. Um, he's a great descriptive kind of uh, a singer. My Sonic Second comes from... The Spencer Davis group. I don't know if you're too familiar with the Spencer oh, yeah, Davis group. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You are. yeah From the LV, yeah, uh, yeah. But, remember the butter? What was it? LV Life Insurance used to have give me some loving on it. Or was it? There was oh, a yogurt ad. This is ringing bells now. No, so like LV was the um, the yeah, and then it was like a probiotic yogurt ad had give me some loving on it. Remember the woman used to make a triangle on her stomach with that's right. It was like TLC Tommy Tommy Loving Care. Tommy Loving Care. Yeah, yeah, right. Well. So my Sonic Second this month uh, comes from the Spencer Davis group, uh, a band I think are often overlooked as far as like absolute mega smash hit single makers and sixties. Yeah. You know, and it raged some of the hits. Um, they had like Keep On Running, obviously, Give Me, give me Some Love, and uh, they also had like... Um, <laughs> can't remember. I'd be an awful man for this. Uh, like, check, immediately check Spotify. <laughs> Somebody help me as well. Like, just a load of, great, load, load of fucking great tracks. The track itself, Give Me Some Lovin', um, I think has one of the best organ sounds of all time. Yeah. It's so honky. It's real rock and roll, like, isn't it's it? A, it's fucking so steamy. But in this particular live version, I think they're doing, like, Beat Club or something. I can't really tell. Mm. The organ sounds really good because it's really kind of lo-fi, whatever it is. But also the slight delay on the chorus, he kind of leaves it a quick second before he starts to sing the line. I've yeah. given me some loving, and I think yeah. it works really, really well. There's a great there's a great moment of that as well. Where he's kind of, he's playing left-handed piano on the beat. And Aye. it's it's so, it's so low. Like, the frequency is so low, it's almost kind of disturbing. But it works really well. Just whatever he's, way he's playing it, he's playing it with the drum beat, and it's it's like it's almost replacing a bass or something. That's it's brilliant. No, it's amazing. But it's this bit here, and it's the little vocal moment here. I think it's great. The fact that he kind of delays the chorus line a tiny bit. He hits the gimme way yeah, harder as well. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. Great band. Um, they had, I think, they did a terrible run of name in their albums, though. They were fucking Spencer one- Davis Group Volume One. No, dude. Spencer Davis Group Volume Two. <laughs> you ready for this, right? Go on. Their first LP, second album, <laughs> the second album, their third album, Autumn '66. <laughs> the fuck, like, uh, that's bizarre. Odd lads. Great band, though. Glugo. 
Gluggo, I what know. What a name for an album, Gluggo. But, um, and then Steve Winwood obviously went on to have massive hit with Valerie and all that sort of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And Muff Winwood went on to continue having a silly name. Um, unfortunately for the ghost, and I'm just I'm 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 reading through their uh, their bio now. Um, it's it's one of these. They're one of these bands, you know, you, you recognise a lot of their songs, but you don't actually know anything about them at all. Yeah. They're one of those bands for me. Yeah, so Steve Winwood then went on to be in Traffic as well. Traffic. Which had Feeling Alright, that massive, the feeling alright, I'm feeling too good myself. Do you know that track, no? Ah, you know it if you heard it, I did a bad version, I'd be fair to me. Uh, <laughs> but, that concludes Sonic Seconds for this episode. A boy that was allowed to smoke cigars, this was Sonic Seconds. Sonic Seconds! Brilliant. Now, I'm going to destroy the quality of this now by saying 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> this is Vopar. Vopar. Singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopar. Oh, shit. Sorry, one more time. Hello, you're welcome to Vopar. This is where we bring up instances of singers just doing a bit of a shite job. Oh, yeah. So that quote was from uh, Back to the Future when Doc Brown realizes how much power he needs to generate to get the car back to 1985. <laughs> I often look through classic 80s films for inspiration for my lyrics, much like you do with classic literature tag. <laughs> so, uh, that makes me sound far more cultured than I am. <laughs> Literally, no, you say that, and my last, my, my last, um, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking on YouTube because I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get up this, this certain video that, spe- that we're going to speak about. Um, but, <laughs> you make me sound like a man of culture, and my last searches on YouTube were The Lonesome Boatman, Celtic versus Ross County highlights. <laughs> the Bally Connell Bachelor. <laughs> he's brilliant. <laughs> Fucking he's great. I love he's him. A, eh? <laughs> Waterford FIFA 22. <laughs> the Lonely Island. <laughs> Jesus was a friend of mine. <laughs> Did you ever hear that, actually? It's no. fucking brilliant. Oh, Dumbelievables. Oh, Dumbelievables. Salad. <laughs> I have to play you just a snippet of this just for the fucking crack of it. It's nothing to do with anything that we're talking about, but this is like one of my, this is one of my favourite things on YouTube of all time. <laughs> um, it was one of these things used to pop up every now and again on, um, uh, on Facebook, you know, and there was myself and a friend of mine. Any time it popped up on Facebook, we just tag each other all the time. <laughs> Baseline, it's lovely, very lip up fatty. Okay. Jesus is a friend of mine. This is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. It's just really like Christian rock and roll kind of Love stuff, but there's it. a great moment in, towards the middle of it. Ah, oh, I, I found it exactly. This is like the guitar solo in the middle. <laughs> they only give the guitarist like a five second solo. <laughs> He's <laughs> got this brilliant fucking. He makes the most of his time. Preferably. That's a sonic second. Oh, That's fucking brilliant. I love it's that. It's amazing. It's it's amazing. Right. Uh, well, so this is Vopa. We talk about singers. That's class. That's amazing. This, this does not yeah. belong. Oh, in Vopa. sorry. Yeah, That's better look deadly. up the thing that I was actually meant to do for this. So, segment. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, absolutely. My Vopa comes from. Are you aware of? You're obviously you're aware of Johnny Winter. Johnny guitarist, Winter, yeah. guy with long hair. Yeah, his brother, a, a guitarist, a guy with long hair, with long white hair. Oh, <laughs> excellent description. Still, <laughs> <laughs> he is a brother who's a keyboard player with long white hair. Okay, called Edgar Winter. I think uh, my my housemate is 
about to come in. Come Hello? on in. We gotta knock on the door. No, I'm talking bullshit. There's nobody there. There's nobody there. You're here in housemates. Yeah. Um, but so Edgar Winter, he was in a band called. He had. He was in the Edgar Winter Group, I believe, and they had a hit with Frankenstein, uh, and they also had a hit with Free Ride. The Come on and take a free ride. He did that, but. He was known, him and his brother were known for covering Tobacco Road occasionally. You know that track? Tobacco Road. You'll know it in a second. Massive 60 said. Another song in a second, the guitar sound in it is great, actually. Massive hit, really good song. Yeah. Edgar Winter's doing this live at Rock Palace in 2007, so you know it's going to be ropey. He also, sorry, starts it off. So he starts off doing a Matthew McConaughey impression. <laughs> and then. I'd like to dedicate this to my all time musical hero, my brother, Johnny Winter. Okay, sorry, your brother being like your musical hero, like. Look outside the sitting room. Ah, it's quite sweet. <laughs> it's like when mothers call their child their best friend. <laughs> my mum. It's like, this is fact. little Johnny. He's two and he's my best friend. Get a fucking grip. <laughs> Where's your son? I know for a fact mom has never, ever referred to me as her best friend. I am her worst nightmare. But uh, so anyway, he takes him to Tobacco Road uh, and takes into this vocal moment that never needed to happen but I've been subject to it. and like it occurs to me every week or so that this man did this live okay. and people went to a festival and saw this go on this is one that he and I started out doing together years ago it stayed with us up to this very day it's from the Roadwork album and it's called Tobacco Road Portal sounds metal as fuck for folks the backing band were great Is that about? He's after taking something. <laughs> what the fuck was that about? Why do you think that was a good idea? I've only heard lads make that sound when they're Yipped. off their face. Yeah. <laughs> Man's in his seventies, uh, like the <laughs> <laughs> that was cool when he went into a first thing, and then he kept going, seconds. and he kept like it was halfway through, and then he kept going. Oh, this is going on a while. <laughs> And then it's the fact that it was the boom dooka dooka boom dooka but it's not like heavy metal scatting in it like it's fucking weird. Oh, but now you don't you, you don't go to Edgar Winter for you know sanity I guess. So no, fair enough. absolutely not. Not after that. This is my one. This is an iconic moment in Irish TV history as far as I'm concerned. Is it the boys own dance? Uh, no. This is the Late Late Show hosted oh. by Pat Kenny uh, featuring Republic of Loose. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen this. I've heard tell of this. Oh this is fantastic. First off tonight, music from uh, an Irish band who had the record of the summer with Comeback Girl. Their influences range from uh, the Rolling Stones to Al Green, Michael Jackson and Howlin' Wolf, but they have a sound that is all their own. With You Know It, welcome please, Republic of Loose. First of all, without even getting into the song, 
I love Pat Kenny describing Republican Oh, Williams. I know. Wolf. <laughs> like Mr. Robot himself. Yeah. <laughs> First, we have a band, band with from the- Ireland, and this is on an Irish... TV station. <laughs> I love when, like, lads that age say, like, with the hit of the summer. <laughs> it's so, like, so I'm told this song is yeah. doing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, poor old Pat Kenny. Poor Pat. What's he at today? He's hosting on News Talk. Oh, for Yeah, middle. yeah, he's on News Talk. So, Helen Wolf. So, first of all, he dedicates the song to all the grandmothers of Ireland. <laughs> Republican Loose are down witches. They, kn- <laughs> they knew their demo. Give me your money. Girl, some of your jokes is real funny. You kind of remind me Bugs Bunny. You so like, everything's kind of grand there so far. It's just Mick Pyro being Mick Pyro dancer on the stage. Yeah. My pop stopped drinking in his 50s, no squidgy. Did I laugh with his laugh or something? That was the sound of Mick Pyro dropping the microphone. Oh. <laughs> right? Then <laughs> pick it up and going, ha ha, laugh, will It gets better, though. Oh. Right? He keeps going and he starts singing about it. Here's the brilliant part. I want to apologise, but all the same. Eh? Hello. Eh, eh, eh. Come eh. on in. You? you got the haircut. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you want to say hello on the podcast? Yeah. We're doing a podcast. That's oh, me, hot. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm Tom. Uh, I'm uh, housemates with the old uh, Ty Williams man himself. <laughs> your work on last one was in here. You were knee deep up to your balls in you a big book. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, I got most of it out of the way now, so I'm um, you know drafting of the old t- uh, project. He's very Do you want to come and say hello? <laughs> Mihal is violent towards podcasters. Oh no, sorry, Mihal. I'm about to get attacked here. <laughs> well, best look at the podcast, podcast lads. Thank you very much. Cheers, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that, that was that was Mick Poirot at his very best. <laughs> Sounded like he was at his peak. To be fair, uh, it, like I've heard some mad stories about Mick Poirot over the years. Anyway, but like he he is he is a legend of Irish rock as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah. Uh, he's a phenomenal guitarist. He plays at the blues the Dublin Blues Cartel in Wheelands on a Sunday, and he's unbelievable. Uh, absolute class moment. I just <laughs> love the fact he he just uh, I microphone. I'm embarrassed <laughs> in front of 700,000 Irish people. There. <laughs> in front of 700,000 people. <laughs> 1.21 uh, gigawatts. That was Vopa. Singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh, shit. Sorry, one more time. Ooh, I dropped the mic. <laughs> this is Guilty Hatreds. They're the bands that everyone thinks are Now, 
this is Guilty Hatreds. We bring up bands that we feel bad about not liking. Now, I've done enough of these, and I don't want to keep... It's hard to find other bands that I feel bad about not liking. I just don't like a lot of them. Give us Tyke. You here now, sitting in front of me on your bed in oh. the Liberties. Or, as it's called... Deliberate. Give us a band you feel bad about not liking. I, I hate that I don't like this band, to be honest, because it's exactly the kind of music I should I, I should like, and I like a lot of this kind of music. Um, it's a band by whose members I love their own individual work. One of them is a phenomenal producer, who we were only speaking about recently. Okay. And anything that I see this guy's name on, I will listen to. Because he's just that good a producer, I I I love his I love his work, um, Gilliband. Really, I I can't I so I just can't listen to Gilliband. There you go. It's it's so I don't know what it is. It's so brutalist, it's, it's, is it? Yeah, I think it's just because the soundscapes and everything. I I oh I I've tried so many times to listen to him. Now a very good friend of mine, Ronan, loves Gilliband, and he has said to me numerous times, "You have to see them live." It's it's seeing them live that will convert you, Fair, and I'm yeah. yet to see them live. That so, could be it, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, I wouldn't listen to them an awful lot. I got as I know our our Dan Dan Fox, mm-hmm. great guy, great producer, and yeah. stuff. A uh, really multi talented guy. Um, but I'm just again, I haven't listened to too much. The bits I have heard have always been gas and hectic, and I think because they're so hard to listen to, hard to get into, I like them because of that. Yeah. Uh, and I think of all the kind of the Dublin kind of post punk stuff, the post punk bands in general that are knocking around, they'd be my kind of go tos. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be my genre anyway. But I just love how it's like they're really. As brutal as as a yeah. hardcore as you can well, get, I which like, I love about it. I, I really like a lot of the post punk stuff. I like, like I love Thumper. Thumper. Oh, Thumper, great, phenomenal. Yeah. But I, I'm, I I'm a fan th- of Fontaines. I preferred Thumper when they were doing like Loser and those sort of tracks. The little short, really crusty, distorted tracks oh, like a few right, okay, years. Yeah, yeah, I was a yeah, big yeah. fan of those. I bits. think their their album is the album of the year. Ad, for me. Ad nauseum. Is yeah, it? yeah, it's the album of the year for me. I think no, it's, okay, it's really good. Yeah. Love, uh, love Thumper. Uh, love Fontaines. Murder Capital. I think are fucking amazing. I think they're geniuses. I love all that kind of stuff. Gilliband are the are, are probably like the godfathers of the That's Irish post punk well, scene because yeah. they were around in twenty twenty twelve. Yeah, for one of our Dublin gigs we did with them, like they've been yeah. around for years. They're they're, they're like they they are the people that started this whole craze, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Uh, that, that are responsible for this genre of music in Ireland uh, becoming so popular, and they they were the ones that were doing it at first. And I whatever it is, I just, I can't listen to them. Fair no, very good one as well. Because yeah. again, there's like not a lot of people who say like oh, I'm not a fan of Gilliband because I like them just because I'm like they're the most extreme element. I I feel from what I've heard of them of all that sort of stuff so yeah. at least I like someone who's just doing it as much as they fucking can yeah. and again like I have seen them live and I was like fuck live it is really visceral it's That's fucking the thing. insane I'm, I'm hoping that when I see them live at some stage and I, I, I will I will buy a ticket <laughs> I, yeah. I genuinely will go and buy a ticket because I hate the fact that I don't like them Fair enough. and yeah, I want yeah. to like them so I'll, I'll, I will buy a ticket to go and see him at some stage but yeah. I feel guilty about I really feel guilty about not liking uh, I dropped the mic I'm embarrassed that was Guilty Hatreds Now you get to do another quote. Okay. Uh, oh, I get to do another quote. Oh God. Okay. Uh, give me a minute. Um, you are a legend. This is ones will finish later. When you listen to chronic procrastinators, you get to hear ones will finish later. 
Brilliant. This is one that we'll finish later where we get our guests to play a track they haven't necessarily finished yet. Oh, fantastic. Will I hand you your acoustic? Do. The one with the capo on it on the right hand side there. Yeah. That quote, by the way, was from. Yeah, um, you are a legend. What's that from? That, so that, that quote is from uh, Dolores Abarudi, um, who was. She, she was a hero of the Spanish Civil War. Oh, nice. She used to give speeches and everything that were broadcast on the Spanish Republican um, radio stations and everything. Um, and, and that was one of, that was her cry to the international brigades was, you are a legend. It was wow. like, like you know, you will always be remembered in Spain. Go home to where you're from and you will be considered legends there and legends here. Um, she wasn't quite right because the Irish lads that went and fought in the Spanish Civil War for the Republicans came back and they were all called communists for yeah, the rest no, of their lives. Enough, yeah, yeah. Um, that's the crack there. Deli. So what track are you going to play for us? Um, what unfinished ditty have you got? Yeah, I, I have a song called um, Two Sides of the Bridge or Two Lovely. Sides of the River um, that I have some lyrics for and I have a chord progression for. Um, it's just the end of the song that's not finished yet, I suppose. Okay, brilliant. Well, so I'll hold both mics. Cool, okay. One of the guitar up for you as well. Grand. Right, so this was it's Two Sides of the Bridge, is it? Uh, two Sides of the River. Two Sides of the River. Let's see how this goes now. I'm still working out the um, that that bridge. Yeah, that's a gorgeous song. At the like, end. 
Thank you. Sounds great. So my my heart is in pieces listening to that, and my arms are in bits holding the mics <laughs> up as well. That sounds really good, though. I like it. Thanks. The, the, the melody is really nice. Really big fan yeah, of the melody. Yeah, I kind of was writing on. I was writing with the band in mind, actually. Oh no way! Yeah, yeah. I think it could be like a nice kind of uh, water boysy slash saw doctor yeah, kind of. Fuck yeah! Kind of like a pagan place esque kind of song, mm, you know? Yeah, very good, very yeah, good. Yeah. Well, it works well. Like, yeah, I'd say I remember Chris Difford, the guy from Squeeze, was working with us. Was saying that a song is anything that walks on its own two legs, and that like that sounds great. on acoustic as well. Like if a song works, that's yeah. That's, you know, well, that, that's that's something I've always kind of lived by. Writing songs is if this, if I'm happy with the song, performing it by myself because all like I've always kind of performed by myself mostly. You know, so if I can if I'm comfortable with a guitar in my hand singing it by myself, that's it. I, I it, it's as far as I'm concerned, it's a good it's a good song. Exactly, of course. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. If you feel like oh, fucking, when I have a drummer, this will sound great. You're like you've you've already lost. Like you know what I mean? the yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Well, uh, do you want to finish out that segment? You are a legend. This was Ones Will Finish Later. Ones I'll Finish Later, actually. Ones I'll Finish Later. When you listen to chronic procrastinators, you get to hear Ones Will Finish Later. <laughs> well, do finish it, because it sounds great. Yes. Thank you. Okay, Cheers. brilliant. Now we get to the bit where we get to really properly flex our musical knowledge oh. uh, we're gonna go oh let me think of a quote now oh sorry I meant to say well, I like the line uh, punching below the belt not winning yet yeah that's a good I like that end Thank of that you. first like, good line give me your fucking money <laughs> this is have I got tunes for you <laughs> That's from our good friend, our Bob, isn't Mr. It? Bob, Mr. Bob, Mr. Bob, Gildab. Mr. Jelly D. Uh, I was watching a, a video of him at work last week. Um, I was in going hot press. Would, you, would hot press know who Gildab is now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through old footage from the Electric Picnic chat rooms um, that hot press run, and um, Bob Gildab was interviewed in 2015. And the whole time I was watching the interview, it was about 15, 20 minutes long. The whole, all I could hear was you doing the impression <laughs> of him. Delighted he was, to be here in the Hot Press chat room in 2015. He was full on. He was full on with his whole fucking, like, you know. And the Catholic Church in this country for years destroyed, destroyed. raped and pillaged <laughs> yeah. the country up and down the sideways. And I'm here in my fake snakeskin suit. Was he there in the suit on the day, was he? There was a snakeskin suit he was, was the night. Was he <laughs> I can't remember what he was wearing that day, but anyway. Fuck it. I, Gaff uh, bastard. I, can, I couldn't pay attention to him, to be honest. I was just <laughs> thinking about your, your accent. Oh, my God. I'm saying I need to learn, like, I, I need to try and, and, and learn how to do a Bono voice or that, something. Exactly, so we're that, talking about the last So bit. the two of us can have arguments, yeah. pretend arguments. Let's get the Bono. Bono. War was U2's worst fucking album. <laughs> and Plunder Bloody Sunday, sure I could have written that in me fucking sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the kind of thing Shit he'd say <laughs> uh, Anyway So this is I Got Tunes for You Where we recommend An album for the listener At home to listen to Yes What are you going for Tyke? Um I'm going to go for There's a Canadian singer-songwriter Called Leif Follabick Oh nice Who I'm a big fan of And Leif has an album Called New Ways um, That it got me through lockdown essentially. Really? Yeah, I listened to this song on repeat or this album on repeat the whole way through lockdown. Lovely. It's one of about three or four albums I have downloaded on Spotify. Wow. Okay. Um, wow. So it's a big commitment. Yeah. I know it's, it's, when you when you go like make offline, you know you're really committing to an album. When yeah. You go download yeah, offline. yeah. So it's um it, it's it's incredible. It's beautiful. He's a genius lyricist, but there's a groove to this album um that. It, it, 
kind of you know when it's you feel a song coming up through your stomach and like trying to kind of burst through your diaphragm mm. just to make its way up towards your heart that's the whole album feels like that nice that's that's the groove in it it's um i saw him playing in wheelands in april um myself and eva went together and it was like it, it was top three gigs i've ever been at really yeah wow. it was incredible okay, amazing. his band w- was unreal like it was pure they're all just jamming but like he, he writes the kind of songs that have a groove that you can absolutely just kind of jam out on you know his um his bass player was a really light player he was barely plucking right, okay, str- strings and it was but he was really fucking into it and like he, he was up and down the fretboard like nobody's business you know Savage. a really light player i had a guy playing since with him that halfway through the gig just asked if he could play guitar on <laughs> on the when when Leaf was playing keys and he was like yeah I didn't know you play guitar and he picked up his fucking he was hammering through songs he was unreal um, savage the drummer was unbelievable as well like just like keep the oh, the groove in some of the songs are unbelievable he is, there's one particular song on the album Transatlantic Flight and this was the song that I discovered him through um, and it it feels like it feels like you're being being taken off to just float across an ocean right, okay. float somewhere else you know okay. it's it's the definition of a song that brings you to another place oh right, right you know okay. um and it you know the lyrics aside it's the song itself just does that you know Amazing. um so this is a taster of it i suppose before the sunrise i'm dazed and confused You'd love to just leave the whole song. Yeah, no, I get the vibe. Play out, like, it's kind of like a kind of Randy Newman as well. A so little like, bit, like, yeah, yeah. That, that is a track called Sail Away. It's very like that. Yeah, yeah, Fucking, yeah. I like the vibe of that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Does when you're talking about albums, well, they got two things. I had when our our house flooded a few years ago, and we had to move it. it really, it was lovely to get it, but it was a gr- bit of a grim house in Cavan. Mm. We were there for like two months or so, and the only album I listened to was East Nashville Skyline by Todd Snyder, who's like a folk singer, who I think you'd okay. really like. I'll send you up. It's yeah, some yeah. really great tracks and I think you'd enjoy. What was that called? Again? Leaf Fallon? Leaf, Leaf Vollebeck. Leaf, is it? Yeah, L-E-I-F. I-F, okay, okay. And then V-O-L-L. Leaf Vollebeck, I've got E-B-E-K-K, him here. E-B-E-K-K, yeah. New Ways. New Ways is the name of that. Savage, that's it's, great. It's uh, incredible. And there's other songs on it as well that are a little bit more upbeat, like Blood Brother, it's a fucking great song. I like the cover as well. It's yeah. I don't think that are really brave when an artist just doesn't or like a musician doesn't have the, the name or like a title on the it's just no. just there's not even a board yeah. on it, it's just a perfect yeah. picture. This is a great song as well, Blood Brother. It's a little bit more upbeat, like you know, and it's mm. you, you, it has um it still has that kind of groove to it, you know. Like yeah. you can imagine that being jammed out on stage. Oh, it's seen, stage, oh when you're you saying like, I could so yeah. see that being like a long jam out yeah. on stage, absolutely. Brilliant. So, well, my album this time comes, I think it's probably, it's it's definitely very recent, only came out a few weeks ago, but it's an, art, uh, an act that I've come to really like over the last year or so, it's an act called Soccer Mommy, I think I might have mentioned it to you once or twice. Yeah, um, I love Soccer Mommy, Mommy yeah. They had that great track, band. Yellow is the Colour of Her Eyes, a fucking mm. great track, they did a whole, that whole album Colour Theory they had out in like 2019, I thought was great. Mm. Um, they've got a new one out, 
just oh. just released literally I think it was like two weeks ago I'm not too sure oh okay I haven't heard of it uh, no it's really good the opening two tracks they've done something that I really like that bands do where they just I'm not sure if they were the singles on the album mm. but they just front loaded the album I love when albums are front loaded I love being like here's a load, here's the best tracks class yeah, at yeah, the front yeah. and then it's a bit like it's a bit like what the Buzzcocks used to do years ago they'd have like all their like their massive smash fucking mega power pop hits yeah. on the front of the album and the second half of the album would be Pete Shelley just fucking around with arts yeah, and stuff and it used to be but I, l- I like when an album is is kind of curated like that though, and it's 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 very obviously that it's made for some for playing on a record, where there's there's a first half and there's a yeah. second half. Well, that's whenever know. we used to do albums because we were like, oh, what do we do? What's kind of side two going to be like? And the label we were like, oh, well, you just most uh, most people really either listen online or on CDs. And we're like, cool, that's fine. That'll work regardless. You might as well cater to to the LP to like to, to yeah the yeah album, absolutely. You know? We yeah, always yeah. like okay, so that's track seven. So that'll be opening side two. So what do we want to open side two? Yeah, like, you might because like it doesn't matter on digitally, so you might as well cater to yeah, the LP yeah. version. But the first two tracks. Bones and with you, great. The single I think was called Shotgun off the album, and I saw online there about a week or so ago she released a simlish version of this track. They got a Sims AI to record this track, Stop. yeah, and release Pitchfork put it up being like she released a simlish version, and I was like, that's fucking brilliant. I saw people people being like, this is where music's fucking gone now, and I was like, that's that's great. That like taps in <laughs> her whole demo will be like, oh, I used to play fucking Sims when I was twelve. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I'd love to hear a song that's that I class. like in simlish. That's great, yeah. crack. But uh, the only thing is the third track. Now, third track is a very, I think, very tricky place on albums because it's like you're ten minutes in, you're either holding their attention, yeah, or you put like a single there. But yeah. it's almost, it's almost like the pitfall of an album. And the only thing is with this, the, the third track in this album is called Unholy Affliction, and it's a bit too heffalumps and woozles for me to like. It's really, it's spooky. a bit too what heffalumps and woozles. Do you know that the Winnie the Pooh film? Where there's a song called Hef- Heffalumps and Woozles and it's about oh. how the Heffalumps and Woozles are going to get you. Oh. It's one of the most cursed pieces of music I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Listen to that. No, it's <laughs> horrible. But this this just has the same kind of like anger and cursed energy to it that I don't like. Okay. Just something it's reminding me it's of angular and weird, but it's just kind of reminding like. me of Muse a little bit. It's got it's that, a bit like that, yeah, well. that kind of dark, um, kind of. I don't know what's your man's name from Muse, Matt Bellamy. Matt Bellamy, thank you. He used to do this thing even when singing where he'd, he'd, he'd hit those notes, out. yeah, the off for the the eight, the eight tone ones, whatever yeah. it is. It's great, like again, I'm sure the song is very good. It's just for what I, when I heard it first, I was like, Oh, it's like Heffalumps and Woozles, and now I yeah. can't not think of it. Yeah, 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 but the first two tracks are fucking great. I kind of like it, yeah. It's, I, I, I like that one though. There's a, the melody in this, but I think it's great as well. And it reminds she did a cover of Wide Open Spaces, doing the Dixie Chick song, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I did yeah. not know it was a cover, I thought it was her own track, and thought it was fucking brilliant. But now yeah. I didn't know. It was, I remember it was someone in work, I was playing Best Coast, and someone in work was like, Just a customer was like, oh, I haven't heard Best Coast in ages, and I was like, Oh, do you know them? And they're like, Yeah, yeah, I know them years, and I was like, Oh, that's cool. And uh, I was like, oh, I really like, I got to, to know them through Soccer Mommy. And they're like, oh, yeah, love her cover of that Dixie Chick song. And I was like, what? And they were like, Wide Open Spaces. And I was like, that was the song that <laughs> I got me into. I didn't know it was yeah. a cover at all. Like, it's so weird. Who I love um, is, is Trophy Wife. Um, oh, tro- oh, Trophy Wife are great. Trophy Wife are brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do a cover of Snail Mail's, uh What's the name of the fucking song? Oh, my God. Drifting? No. What's the name of the song? Oh, my God. Can't remember, but I heard Snail Mail or I heard um, Trophy Wife singing it live, and it, it, it's it's the only reason this is in my head now is because I find Soccer Mommy and Snail Mail are quite similar. similar yeah, yeah. Um, but I heard Trophy Wife doing this song live, and I was like, oh yeah, that, that's uh, Tinning, Tinning, Tinning. Okay. Tinning. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know, because I know you and Ruby and Trophy Wife, mm. and um, 
I saw them live in upstairs and Grand Social. I think it was at the Sugar Coat session, I think. Were they on that time? Yes, they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. second track they played I thought was really good. But the melody in this bone in this bones track here I think is brilliant. It's one of the best melodies I've come across in the last few years. Again, just really nice, simple, Something like quite nineties to it, isn't it? Very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a bit yeah, like yeah. kind of like Sleeper or one, yeah. or like one of those kind of bands. Mm. But um, yeah, I would heavily recommend that album. I think it's really good. Cool. Bar, Bar Unholy Affliction, which I'm not a fan of. There's a song called New Demo, really good as well. Mm. And again, it sounds really lo-fi. I feel they just might they might have just fucked the demo on half of the yeah. album, which I think is really cool. cool. But uh, yeah, very very good album, and I think it's very very good. Excellent. I think everyone should have a listen. I, I'm still thinking about that third track and, and the kind of the dark, the, the darkness of it. Yeah, if you yeah. like, um, and the melody. And, and the comparison to Matt Bellamy and Muse and stuff and I've realised that um, Jeff Buckley does the same thing is he for that I have never listened to Jeff Buckley oh, I know I had to let you down I can see the pain in your the, eyes oh Jeff is like I, I have oh you're a, on a first name basis right? I have a box set there and it's um, it's Jeff Buckley I noticed live. the laughter when I was in yeah. yeah it's Jeff Buckley live in Shine and did he play Shine here no Shine oh. in New York the, oh. the famous fam- the original Shine uh. originally run by Shiv uh, <laughs> <laughs> shin shin. Um, Mark Geary's brother used to have it. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's it's him playing live in Shin A, and it's the closest thing I think I'll ever experience to going to mass <laughs> is listening to that from start to finish. Fair. Every now and again, I put it on and I just lie in my bed and, and genuinely I get a spiritual experience listening to it. Oh, yeah. Jeff Buckley, like whatever about Grace, Grace is a fantastic album, but Jeff Buckley solo and intimate like that is how people should listen to Jeff Buckley Amazing. but even when you're hearing his guitar and you're hearing him do that particular little kind of melody idea if you like the that like that's that was in that track yeah that's Muse do that a lot yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff um and that, that all comes from Jeff. Amazing. All that comes from Jeff. I'm telling you, Jeff is the greatest teacher in Reckon, okay, terms right, of songwriting. Yeah. I must get, okay, again, it's one of my big, massive blind spots. Yeah. That's kind of a bit of a gap. Yeah, you have to, man. You absolutely Fair. have to. He's a fucking genius. He, he he is a teacher. He's like a master of the craft of songwriting. Amazing. Like every anybody who has any interest in, 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 in songs should listen to listen to him well there's two recommendations it. from our tiger yeah. today there you go. Yeah. deadly so and what was cooking into that what, what did i say going into that oh, oh. give me does it fucking yeah. matter give me your fucking money <laughs> that was have i got you, you laughed really gelled off there you went, <laughs> that was have i got tunes for you brilliant and that brings us to the end of episode 34 with our with our special guest Ty Williams, Ty, thanks for coming on. There's no no other bits or segments around. No, no, I'm unfortunately that's it. Now we're up on oh. an hour and fifty. I know that's everyone's a bit like, oh, is it over? Oh, I don't want. You have to come on for another episode. That's yeah, you please. You've yeah, got a few other songs. You, you mentioned you a few other songs. Seconds. We have to get you on again. Yeah. I'm going to get a rotation of new people in and coming out and things like that. Cool. Well. So we have Class. to, we have yeah. to do them with the whole band. Yeah, oh, that would be chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it live at the session in Mother Riley some night. Oh, that'd be great, crack. <laughs> crack. Be, if we knew he was coming down, just bring this down and then play a few songs yeah. as well. That'd be, we'll do that. Brilliant. We'll do that. Okay, yeah, live yeah. Mother Riley setup. So I just farted on your bed there. I'm really That's sorry. It's fine. I'm not going to be sleeping in a front of a few hours. <laughs> Give me time to air out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that'd be a crack. Um, but uh, yeah, you've enjoyed yourself. 
I've had a great Don't time you? Brilliant Fantastic Always get a bit of nerdy music chats And a giggle yeah. uh, we get, It's mine like going from like Republic of Lose Here's him dropping the mic To Jeff Buckley is a teacher yeah. That's the That's the, the Like the span that we look for In the episode <laughs> that, That's uh, Yeah well, that, That's my My music taste in a nutshell yeah. <laughs> I think This has been Pete I am Tig and still Tig. Still Tig. <laughs> I I hate this thing of I have been Tig. I still fucking I'm am Tig. I'm going to continue <laughs> to be so indefinitely. <laughs> well, regardless of who I am going to be and who I am and who I have been once and for all, I'm reminding you to be rooting, be tooting, and always be shooting. But most importantly, be, be kind. kind. Duck, 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 duck,